the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every week, your terrestrial think tank for liberty, where myself and my trusty cohort, Macbeth, can be seen on uh, Facebook, at Sean from Elmwood Park, and heard on the airwaves it's not at, at 5, Sean 6, from Elmwood Park. Well, I don't know. How, how does uh, the Facebook work? I don't know. You have a Sean from Elmwood Park Facebook right. page. Go to that. And that is where the video is And you notice, Macbeth, to. last time when Zuckerberg, last week, when he blocked us, you see what happened to his stock? You don't block me, baby. There's repercussions and consequences. Yeah, that was a browser issue. All right. But this is where we... <laughs> <laughs> Let me live in the glory, will you? Yeah, well, this you is know. where we discuss and dissect political talking points of the week. It is something that Both tanked. parties. And you know what, Macbeth? And, and uh, at the same time, Amazon doubled uh, market expectations. Sure, it's because my wife Hilarious. made me order one of those power washers. Well, See, it's all true. about you, me. you got something else on Amazon, too, but we can't talk about it. That's true. We're going to talk about all of the hot topics today that are pertinent to liberty. Now, listen, it's actually not going to be Michael Cohen, if you can believe it. But why don't you play some of the political talking points from my favorite Sunday show, Face the Nation, mainly oh, because the host right. doesn't make me vomit. Yet. It's Sunday, July 29th. I'm Margaret Brennan, and this is Face the Nation. Sounds very upbeat. President Trump dug in this week to try and fix some problems caused by his trade policies. First up, $12 billion in assistance to farmers to ease the pain of his tariffs. All right, now let's then stop. Then the it. president made up with the head of the European Union Commission, a group of allies he I had to find the button. No, I wanted to stop it after that. You did perfect. Perfect. Unlike your diet. Anyway. Oh, you have no idea. These are the things that are most pertinent. Because what's happening is the Republicans, the talking point mantra is they're going out and they're talking about the GDP, which is a big, big number, Macbeth. Really is. 4.1. And you know something? I was looking at it and I was listening to all of the experts. And you know what I kept thinking? It better be a record because you're paying for it. Because the one thing they're not talking about is that government spending via the omnibus passed by Republicans yep. who run as conservatives, but spend like uh, like millionaires in a strip joint. It's outrageous the amount of money we are spending, the massive, massive increase that we are spending. And the idea that this wouldn't translate into a GDP means somebody's stealing the money. Right. So at least they're faking success through frauding the, the spending via debt. The faking is real. 
It's it, that's exactly right. That's what we're I about. love that. I think the we should coin that. The faking is not fake. The faking is now real. When the Republicans are in charge, the faking is real. That's right. You know, I mean, it's it's the equivalent of Nancy Pelosi. You spend a dollar, you get three back, and that magic math that she was talking about. Yeah. And the Republicans aren't far off because no one is talking about the fact that this GDP is a direct result of government spending. See, that's what it is. It is so interwoven with waste, fraud, and abuse that this is now showing as a strong economy. But every once in a while, here in Illinois, we, know, we can recognize when they show you their ankle because they have to roll out one of these subsidies. Yeah. They have to have a big subsidy, and there's $12 billion. It's a giant Band-Aid. And here's the thing, Macbeth. Of course the farmers don't want it. So they get the farmers, the hardworking guys, the guys that put Trump in there, and they say, yeah, I don't need welfare. Because that's what it is, and only only somebody who receives it can can give you the proper description of it. It's welfare. It's money for nothing and chicks for free. You just, because of your occupation, the government picks that occupation and then sends you a check. Are you saying the farmers are in dire straits? I'm saying the farmers are where it will show. See, the problem with bad policy... I love it when you don't get my joke. I know. I, I, got, I got it. I just chose not to... I chose to ignore it. That's because you're better. Refuse to let you have a speed bump in my show. <laughs> anyway, so... What happens is they they recognize that, listen, hey, we're, our repercussions are our product, our commodity that we're selling is straight down for 90 plus days since you started toying and tinkering with the economy. Right. So I'm not happy and I want you to change that. So what does Trump and the rest of the Republicans do? And we'll the Democrats, some, too. Hand out some cash. They hand them free money. Like <laughs> Willie Wilson down in Chicago. Just start throwing the money out. That isn't exactly what Willie Wilson did. That's okay. exactly what he did. No, it isn't. Another scam artist. I'd love to hear his explanation, but we need an interpreter. The explanation's anyway, easy. So when Trump came around and touted of his tariff success, I thought it was apropos to come right here to Illinois and go to a steel factory, which is open which has employment now due to welfare. So, hey, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Yeah. You want to wrap your arms around welfare and pretended success? Go ahead. Be my guest. But I'm having a, a problem when Kudlow and Stephen Moore and when the, even the, 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 the newscasters that hate Trump. Guys, you really should know better. They're so ideologically uh, uh, embraced socialism. They can't tell you what's wrong with this policy. None right. of them. Right. All they can tell you is I hate Trump. Right. See, Therefore, policy must be bad. What we do on this show, if you listen last week, I defended Trump for a week with this ridiculous nonsense, uh, uh, wrongful prosecution by the Democrat shill, Mueller. I, I, I mean, I see, I like to think we have the It's not wrongful prosecution yet. Well, it's come on. I mean, it's outrageous. Now they got the, you know, they got the, they got the lawyer that flipped, Sammy the Bull. Which, by the way, it is dude, just it's great awesome. TV, man. Because on face on um, uh, Meet the Press, yeah, they had uh. What's his name with the with the wife with the with the compass eye? The guy that ran for Why president. Do you Giuliani. Sort of people by their wives. I don't know. I, it's just a thing I got. I think you get a problem. It's Giuliani who took down the mob and now has turned into Gotti's lawyer. He was great trying to backtrack on how one week he said uh, Michael Cohen's great and this week he's terrible because he flipped. But that to me is irrelevant. That's that's yeah. that's the magician assistant. The real thing is, are we as conservatives, are we as people who more than often vote for Republicans? I've never voted for a Democrat in my life. The problem is, I don't vote for many Republicans because I see they're frauds too. Yeah. But is this it? Is this, are we, are we to, prend, to pretend now that a fueled GDP, when you have government spending, local, municipal, uh, uh, state, through the roof, and that is showing itself as a high GDP, are you telling me you think that's going to end well? 
because one of the things do we have time? Yes, we do. I oh, wanted yes, to. Do. I wanted to read you something. You know, I was I was finding because as, right. I'm sometimes accused of not articulating my point well, of just right. you know jumping into. The You're so also I, sometimes accused of being borderline illiterate by our morning show hosts. Yeah, well, so, well, sure. Yeah. Well, that's because I don't have my bifocals. Well, I got them because today. you're borderline illiterate. All right, I'm going to read you something, and you tell me where it's from. All right. Trade minister has threatened to impose impose a range of import quotas and tariffs to stem a rising tide of a deficit growing import problem in this country and stimulate domestic industries to move and bolster warning of domestic political support by increasing intervention into the economy. They feel this will spur private investment that is now hindering economic growth while deepening international isolation. Uh, The trade minister has announced a plan to reduce the country's import by 20% through a mixture of quotas and tariffs, and then subsidize com- uh, different industries affected by said plan. The industrial and labor groups reacted positively to this announcement. Now, this was written... I'll say two things. Go ahead. Go ahead. This was written in 2001. All right. Tell me where it came from, and I'll give you a Joe Walsh t-shirt. I will tell you. Should well, we make that an audience? It's interesting you mentioned Joe Walsh, because here, here's what I'll tell you. All right. The two things are, one, other than trade minister and the fact that it was written in 2001, it could be written about today, Washington. Bingo. The second thing is, that's why we don't let you read dry, uh, live reads when you fill in for Joe. I know. I, I, got, I got a real bifocal. I need trifocals. Guess where it's from? I'm going to say Venezuela. That's because I made you print it out. No. He's exactly I right. I don't read these things. It's Venezuela, and it's Hugo Chavez. The timing was right. I figured that was right. And you want to know what's, what's also bothersome? At the time this was implemented, Venezuela was an economic gem. Oh, they're going crazy with Oil, gem. They yeah. were offshore minerals. Wealth was through the roof. Yep, uh, individual tourists, all of it. And right now, you can't find a loaf of bread. So my problem is why people. I had guys come in. I the bet Elmhurst you can find plenty house. of loaves of bread in the government buildings. Guys come in the Elmhurst cigar house and they're like, "Why can't you get on the Trump train and embrace it?" I said, "Listen, because what you're seeing these policies, these are the appetizers to a depression, and this notion that today Cudlow comes on face the nation." And he tells you at the end of his segment, he goes through the whole typical spiel. Right. You know, and, and we'll get callers, and we already got three there calling up and all this stuff. And if you want to call, it's 312-642-5600. And they're going to tell me how this is a plan, and you got to throw it out there to take He's it off. He's playing chess. And it's extortion. Yada, yada. At the end of what Cudlow said, I found it very telling. Because it's the same thing that happens when we do our segments on socialists like Bernie Sanders, McClare Caskill, all of the other, the other high cheekbone fraud what, they always end with trust me. And the beauty of our system here in America is we're not supposed to trust politicians. Politicians are supposed to represent us. And the problem that I have is that this tariff policy is to be dealt with by Congress. Article 1, Section 8. Not by a president. And until we start standing for something, we're going to be bowing for everything. And that's what happens. If you can't recognize these numbers are promoted through false payment of government spending, then just put your hat on and bang the tambourine. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. This is not Cattle Drive Radio. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night. If you care to participate in the show, it's 312-642-5600. I may have made a mistake and hit the wrong button and cleared the lines. 
Well, you're right. good like that. That's yeah. all right. At least buttons. I cut off our, our, our lovely... professional. And I don't want to get her confused with Martha Raddus, who I just tune in in the beginning just to make sure she's still okay. Um, <laughs> but give me the rest of that Face the Nation clip, will you please? Uh, let's see. All right. Promising to work together for a future trade deal. We also will resolve the steel and aluminum tariff issues, and we will resolve retaliatory tariffs. This was a very big day for free and fair trade. And just in case there was any doubt, he tweeted a photo of EU Commission head John Paul Juncker kissing him on the cheek, saying the EU and He's US European love big each other. Kissing. But the president's biggest triumph Thanks on the economic front that. came Friday, and no surprise, he took a victory lap. And I am thrilled to announce that in the second quarter of this year, the United States economy grew at the amazing rate of 4.1%. We've turned it all around. Once again, we are the economic envy of the entire world. Are we, though? Well, he, Are we really? He goes on to say problem solved. Does Which, he? Hold on. I'll play a little more. Play. We'll talk to the president's top. Oh, okay. They, she must yeah, have cut they him, off. him up. In the real speech. Oh, it's great. I've, problem I'm solved. here. Problem is solved. Mission accomplished. Now, here's the, the beauty of living in Illinois mm. and, and paying attention to My the goodness. bastion of socialist Democrat failure. You found a silver lining to living in Illinois? There is. I there is a silver lining. You could, you could spot the scam, and you know what that scam is? And you could see it from your local municipality all the way up to Illinois government, is that you must first create the problem, and then you pretend to solve it. No, 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 no. Then you pretend to have a solution. But you well, also pretend protect- that someone stopped you from solving well, of it. Of course, it's always the other guy. It's the bad guy. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to talk is he admits in the beginning the tariff problem. Duh. And when he was sworn in, this is something no one talks about. So I cut him a little slack, believe All it or not. Right. As much as I am against him on tariffs, I cut him a little slack. Because when he walked into office, there was just shy of 13,000 tariffs in place. This is true. Most of whom uh, the lobbyists for the companies that were misusing and prostituting government power we're paying mightily for you know and i and i can go to uh the the cuban down in florida who's got all the answers the gang of eight it ran for president my mind went blank i'm talking about rubio i'm talking about rubio see at a i'm only half paying attention i still figured you out yeah well i listen i got a lot of stuff going on um so rubio who who is a bastion a pitcher of raising money a guy like much like Paul Ryan. Yeah, I was just going to say. Who just, they pie. are money-raising machines. And they put themselves in a position, because here's the, the little thing that goes on, and here's why so many economists are against government picking winners and losers. It makes you for sale. And with the steel industry, for example, when you see that the revenue for tariffs is through the roof, under under Trump. Yeah. The revenue is at record level. See, a tariff is a tax, so the government makes money through these revenues. Right. So they're making money from the revenues. The industries that need the tariffs, such as the steel, they want to become big campaign contributors to make sure they're in place, and then they raise their prices. Well, with just power like comes steel, the opportunity for corruption. Just like steel and aluminum. So what do you do? You put these tariffs in place, and Trump was immediately going to attack the auto industry because it's a two-fold solution. Correct. It shores up failing American auto sales and production because it isn't that they make an inferior product intentionally. It's that the unions make sure they do. So this really gets you that. This really gets you that vote, right? And it makes it harder for somebody to buy a foreign car. 
So they want to have that tariff in place. So when you, when you threaten them, and then you say, you know what, we have an agreement to kind of take it easy on it. Or when you word a solution as, we're going to open up trade for non-car products. Well, that's a, tricky, right. that's a slippery little slope. Non-car products. That just doesn't mean the cars, brother. That means all those little things that go into the car. Correct. So my point is, is this the kind of economy you thought would work? See, to me, it's, it's, it's running on three cylinders, and you're telling me how fast it's going. Correct. Versus letting it really operate, because they have, he has done some decent things. Pulled back regulations. But to me, that's that one step forward and three back. Because a regulation is a small hurdle compared to a tax. What I've noticed with Trump is that the simple things that he does tend to be okay. The complicated things that he does tend to be a, just a dumpster fire. And I, I, I can't help but notice that we are, as, as conservatives, I'm hearing more and more how people are happy that we have this collectivist control of yeah. our economy. Yeah. And I find it troubling that even if you like Trump, what God forbid something happens to this guy. Now who's in charge? Mikey Pence. Mike Pence, but but are we still happy with Peter Navarro, who's never made, who's <laughs> never done anything but teach a class? I think if Mike Pence were to become president, all of a sudden you might see some uh, policy reversals. Because what you're what you're seeing he's and what I ball now, but uh, I want him to change. What I like about Trump is I do believe he's pliable. I do believe he is, yeah. and, and can recognize a failure. I don't think that's necessarily a good thing because that pliability is what keeps him from operating on a. You know, consistent ideology. The problem is when you when you put yourself in control, you're already a hot button guy. I mean, this guy, I, I, I can't remember. I thought Obama was, you know, divided the country. I really believe he did. Yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. I think Trump is doubling down on that. Yeah. So if you thought the first guy was speed, well, you ain't seen the word on the second guy. Yeah. Well, my problem is he's this power has been captured. So when Donald Trump is out of office and when... A younger version of Bernie Sanders is in office. We now have one guy in control of our entire economic plan. You and I agree on the uh, on the prognostication of the next president. I think I think you're going to get Obama 2.0, maybe 3.0. Um, I don't think Sanders is even a thick enough model oh, for buddy. them. I, they they want Sanders 2.0. Sanders will look like an altar boy compared to who you get. And here's yeah. the problem I have: is you're watching Peter Roskam run. A guy who says he's a conservative Republican. He's running and he's challenged. It doesn't look, you know, it's up in the air with Hold this on, guy. I've got a sound effect for that. <laughs> why, why isn't he um, advocating, look, I'm a congressman. Yeah. I should be the guy that's, that's in charge of this. I should be representing the people of Illinois. The problem I have this with Roscoe. The legislature's been ceding power to the executive for about the last 35 years. About pro- as long as I've been alive. The problem I have with Roscoe is you're, you run every two years, as, as Joe Walsh showed us. Correct. If they don't like you, they get you out. Roscom has been running since 06. What would you do to go back to the debt and spending of 2006? Yet every two years, Peter Roscom runs and says, I'm going to get control of the debt and the spending. He doesn't do anything. And as far as the things that were implemented during his tenure, where's his, where is he advocating for the removal of Obamacare? When I watch his commercials, as we're inundated with these ridiculous political commercials here yep. in Illinois, it's constant. I'm seeing it, has it slowed down a little bit here. Well, I, uh, I think as a lot of these races become inevitabilities, people are just stop putting money into them. And I will tell you what I think. Obviously, Illinois is a socialist state. We know that. I don't see one conservative winning, not one. And as far as as Rounier goes, home districts maybe, but not statewide. 
Round here against Jelly Belly, I got news for you, brother. It'll be historic blowout. Historic. Mm-hmm. And I'll bet it's you, inevitable. what am I smoking tonight? An Arturo Fuente. I will bet yeah, you three nice Arturo Fuentes that it sets a record for defeat by a, by a Republican governor. Now I'm, now I'm the only reason I'm hoping you're wrong is because I would like those cigars. All right. But. And that's what we call a bet. Baby. No, it's not a bet. And I'll bet you another thing. We're on the air. It's not a bet. Peter, Ro- it's not a bet. It's, it's a, not a bet. It's an agreement. It's an agreement. Peter Rascom will lose yeah. by five points. I also believe that he will run the rest of this as a conservative. He's going to try. And yeah. he'll hope that you don't pay attention to anything he's done for 12 years. Well, and, and part of the thing is, too, even if he were an ardent conservative and had the had the track record and you know actually walked the walk and didn't just talk the talk you don't have the base coming out for your governor candidate this year rauner does not have a home safe port so you're not going to have the people if you had um and you know what's weird if you had a viable republican candidate who people actually supported in the base you would get the base out to vote your republican turnout's going to be how about how he how he won't say trump's name Nope. How he, here's the thing. If I have a disagreement with Good you. Good or bad. If I have a disagreement with you and I have a chance to see you face to face. Right. I'm not missing that. I'm there with bells on, baby. Exactly. If you've got a disagreement with Trump, why wouldn't you run to where he is? This notion that we, it's a weird phobia. You know, I, you know my rule on second wives anyway. I knew he was wrong and weird and made bad choices. But I Nice try, Sean. In this particular situation, this is weird that you will not say the president's name, especially when he's bringing you welfare to your state in the form of how many jobs that he put in that are costing us endless amounts of untold debt and interest on the debt. This is the Liberty Hour. I promise I'll take your calls and I won't hit the dump button. 312-642-5600. That's true. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Sean from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour. I'm sorry, I was distracted reading my tweets, and I love the fact... Well, you know, we're doing a radio show, so Listen, cut it up. And I understand, and and, and this is a, a guy who I really... I, I do like him. He's probably a wonderful guy, and we go back and forth every time, and it's... His uh, it's his Twitter is offense wins championships, and he's got a cartoon character with a Trump caddy shake. Not the facts, but go ahead. He's got a, a, a uh, he's got a character actor with a caddy shake hat on of Trump. You know, make America great again. It's on crooked. It's it, it's really quite funny, and he says this is exactly what we need because what you don't understand is state run capitalism from foreign countries is killing us. So. I think so I will let's use, kill ourselves with some well, more of it, huh? How about just the sentence, state-run capitalism? And that's the problem. This guy is, and, and I have some inside knowledge. I realize he is a Trump University student. He's one of the only ones that didn't want to sue him. What was the line from the, uh, the old Three <laughs> Musketeers movie? Capitalism. I don't think you know what that word means. My goodness. All right, so it's an uphill battle. But Tom in Deer Park has the reason why I fought this the whole time. Tom, how are you, buddy? I'm good, thanks. Hi, guys. Um, the reason for my call was you were talking about uh, Peter Roskam. I, uh, we live in his district. I don't work for him, but we've always voted for him and support him. And I, I think you were alluding to why he won't 
mentioned. I don't know why he won't mention a president, but it's possible. No, 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 no. no. Roscoe, I was I was referring to Rauner won't mention the right. president. Yeah, Rauner won't say his will, name. Roskam will happily mention anything that he thinks will get him a vote because he doesn't care what he's got to do. He'll do a cartwheel with a feather duster in his mouth if he has to. He'll say whatever he needs to to get elected. My point is, what the hell has he done since 06? This guy's been in there for 12 years. What is the one thing you could say Peter Roskam is really good at? Nothing. Well, he's on ways and means that, that carries some sway. That's a good committee. Yeah, how's that going? They got nothing but big budgets going out the Maybe door. Maybe we should clarify. Not things that are good for Peter Roskam. things that are good for Peter Roskam Things that are good for his coffer. district. Yeah. yeah, that's why his commercials are run by pharmaceutical companies. See, here's my <laughs> yeah. point. And you say you're going you're gonna to support. Does he, have a, does he have like the butterfly I'm with the, the stupid Lunesta music That's why I love at the end of these commercials. And, and this is paid oh, for. I can't by, wait to see for the uh, the the list of side effects that oh, come with the it, it's voting exactly for Roscoe. What it reminds me of. Yeah, the good news is you Maybe won't want to eat anything. Fake, I might make a fake Roscoe man yeah. for next week. How about those? You won't want to eat anything, but you will want to hang yourself in a forest preserve. I'll take the chubbiness. That seems a little dark, Tom. This idea of we only have you know we got to lose at slow motion and take the better of the worst candidates. This is the endless game that makes us useful idiots. Really does. It makes us useful idiots because when Peter Roskam wins for the next two years, he's going to go back in that cushy desk. He's going to put his feet up and say, let's raise some money for me. He's not going to do what we ask him to do. The idea that a congressman isn't going crazy about tariffs by saying this isn't your power. This is Congress's power. That's sickening to me. Sickening. Yeah, well, the the notion of Congress, like you said, that's been for 30 years and you know, when we had uh, the primary here, I, I got to sit down with one of the, the contenders that didn't win. And, and we, I said, I, I'm probably not going to support you. I don't like your policies. But what will, con- what will you do, you know, to get Congress's strength back for tariffs and, and to have the power of the branch that I think the founders, you know, <laughs> envisioned it? So Did he just yell next? Did he just look over your shoulder and say next? They don't even want to yeah, answer it anymore. But, and- but, but the reason for my call, and then I'll hang up. That, that Roscom, this is a tight district. I think that Clinton won this district previously. But but guy like Peter Roscom has been taking calls from a guy like me from day one because, I, I mean, I'm glad about the Supreme Court picks, but I can't stand his president, and it frightens me that, that, that he's an ignoramus and that he's, you know, snugs up to authoritarians and the obsequiousness of, of Congress. So, you know, here, here I've got this dilemma. Here, do, you know, I'm not going to vote for his, um, Roscom's, um, you keep uh, you keep taking Roscom running against Kasten because he you know he's he supports gun control he th- he thinks that uh, you know the the baby inside a woman's womb you know is a zygote or something like that my words not his so we don't have much of a choice I understand but I Tom you know, it's, it's, but when a hooker holds your hand she really doesn't love you the fact that Roscom <laughs> takes your calls doesn't mean anything he's not doing anything for you he was the guy that was going to head up the IRS is going after yeah. people that disagree with Obama what happened. Yeah. Lois Lerner's on a beach somewhere with another girl holding hands. Come on. He's a purple guy in a purple district. (laughs) It's insanity. Thank you for the call, Tom. I say, stop buying this stuff. I mean it. Stop buying it. This guy's not going to do anything but make fun of you after they win. You got 12 years of history where you didn't do one thing for me. We got one minute. We should get Jim in because he's calling from his undisclosed location. All right, Jim. Undisclosed location. Jim, how are you, Jim? Thanks for calling the show uh, long distance. Down in the San Pedro Sula, Honduras. I got a place down here. Why don't you tell the people how socialism works down there? You probably got a fortress. Well, you know what? They're, they're, they're having strikes here. They're... Hey, guys, I'm on the strike. On the Puerto Come on, you're fair. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at We got a little Spanish anyway, oh, in there. Oh, we love a little What's candid radio. Is what, what they're doing is the, all the taxi guys are on strike because the price of fuel keeps going up. 
Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. There's a 15% tax on energy and things. But, you know, as far as Roscoe Mill, he did not mention Trump when he was first running two years ago. And then if you watch the debate, you know, like the previous caller Tom said, this guy, uh, Roscoe's opponent, said that having an abortion was like having gallbladder surgery. <laughs> that alone is enough to disqualify him. Oh, please, the whole thing. The whole thing is sick, sickening. They got us chasing our tail. But do me a favor when you're down in Honduras. Yes. You tell those socialists, listen, it works. It's just real expensive. And as long as you can print your own money like the United States government, you're going to be fine. Just ignore the debt like we do. Everything is going to be great. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. Calls from Honduras, McBeth. It's the big time, baby. I don't know what we're yelling about! You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. This is The Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night where I get mischaracterized by all kinds of listeners. I'm a liberal now. Are you? Well, here's what people don't understand. If you believe... In the Declaration of Independence, yeah. if you believe in the Constitution, yeah. if you believe in freedom and capitalism, guess what? You're an actual liberal. I've been called an extremist for being a How originalist. How dare but, you uh, not put on your yeah. shirt with the big R on it or the D and pretend that you, you have something different. Or a hammer and sickle for that See, matter. And here's my point with all this Trump stuff and with all this tariff stuff. You're not saying Bernie Sanders is wrong. You just think Trump's a better manager. That's all. You're not saying subsidized corporations are wrong or industries or lobbying or, 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 or massive spending with out of control debt. You're just saying you want the manager. In other words, you stand for zero, for nothing. And see, that's the biggest fraud of all. When you pretended to hate what Obama did and you embrace what Trump did. Eat right down to these Enron math phony baloney numbers. It's the same and stuff. It's the same nonsense. And you don't have the integrity to understand the difference. You're, you're simply just saying, this guy's great. I, I love the him. Understanding I think you sound there. ridiculous. Honestly, McBeth, these people sound like morons to me. Morons. Well, many of them are. I hated it. I hated it when Obama was in charge. How could he spend the money? He looks like he was frugal compared to what's going on now. Frugal. And you don't have mums the word because Big Donnie's in charge. It's ridiculous. I don't. I, listen, he, I think he could possibly do good things, but are we going to keep pretending that this is one of them? Are you going to just keep buying the nonsense? And then you're going to call anybody that talks against him, what are you, a never-Trumper? You must be a liberal. Well, how about you just stick to a plan, what you actually disliked? And I'll tell you another thing that's upsetting with this China argument. You're, you're whipped into this frenzy where you're arguing against one country in particular, and you're not even arguing the right argument. Do you know what really goes on in China? The real scam in China? It's, it's, it's not the fact that you get a widget. Dumping industrial waste? There's no such. It's that the, the economically, financially, the big banks right now, JP, all the big ones, Goldman yep. Sachs, they're all running a scam on we the people yeah. by making and accepting fraud Chinese company and letting them go public and letting them go into our stock market and letting our pension funds buy them yeah. and letting them be exposed as actual companies when they don't have the knowledge or the wherewithal to, to make sure that or the company actually makes money. Data. Yeah. No verifiable None. anything. 
McBath, it's sickening because the reality is this is where the fraud comes in. The fraud comes in in Wall Street because you know what they learned? No matter how much they fail, they're like American car companies. There's always We're going to bail them out. And there's always a way to make money. And, when and everything's you know dropping like it, like it just went off the side of a cliff, there's still a way to make money. And you've got politicians touting and pointing, oh, look at the market. You're not even supposed to look at the market. You implement policies. How about instead of separating, what is it, the, or religion and state, you, you separate the economy and state. How about we base our economy on food prices? Please. Look at food prices. This political and tell me prostitution is sickening. Wonderful and you've got a bunch economy. of citizens arguing over how much totalitarian mandate and dictate is right. Yeah. Oh, it's okay when my guy's in charge, but your guy, no way. Then I'm against it. It's, it. it's about an economic illiteracy that is off the charts. It's that people, like, like this guy tweeting me, he wants to be a slave. He has the mindset of a slave. He needs a strong man in charge. I showed you how in Venezuela 2001, Hugo Chavez touts Bolivarian revolution of protectionism and populism. It's the same Trumpism. It's the same thing that we're doing now. It's Trumponomics, and you're pretending it's working? And the problem is, on the Sunday shows, they're such socialists, such radical government centrists, they can't tell you what's wrong with it. They just know they don't like it. Right. I mean, at least when uh, Al Gore argued against Ross Perot, Al Gore sounded like an Austrian economic major. Right. Compared to this populist nonsense. And it was wrong when the guy with the ears, ears sold it in Ross Perot. And it's wrong now when Big Donnie sells it. Yeah. And I will say this about Big Donnie. Mm. The, the Playboy mistress. Hey. Oh, quite a looker. Way, way better than Stormy Daniels. I think there's a lot of crossover. I should say this. I shouldn't say this, but oh, I will say this. she's stunning. Playboy, wait, there, Stormy there, Daniels I is trash. I think there's a lot of crossover between people who think that what Trump is doing is cool and also people who think that being with a porn star is cool. When Ooh. in reality, it's just simply you're you're in a used up model, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what, the porn is it's despicable to me. Yeah, it really is. I mean, don't you have any? You know, I'm a clean guy. I like clean. I, yeah, Playboy I model. I can tell by that hair. Yeah, I wash it. Yeah, you wash the color out of it. It's turning gray. <laughs> yeah, right. It's gray gray. But I'll tell you what it means. It means I'm old enough to know the scam. I'm old enough to spot the line. You are plenty old. And I'll tell you another thing. When you're, when you're not talking about personal debt, you know, before the show, in between the breaks, I go on usdebtclock.org. It's fascinating. You just love being depressed, don't you? No, it's amazing to me. The average citizen is <laughs> depressed. They, you know why I heard Cudlow say about how, how the spending is up and the confidence is good and that's great. You know what else is up? The individual debt in this country. Without mortgage. Now, you remember my guess. When you said without mortgage, I said, so it's just revolving so credit that, and the credit cards. Each citizen. Auto debt, stuff like this that. Is, so, so when you really unsecured think about Unsecured debt. It, unsecured debt. Each citizen. What do you think the number is, McCarthy? I, I, Say what you I said. I had guessed at about seventeen five. $58,000. Are you nuts? That's a brand new uh, uh, expedition. It's the walking bankrupt. It's actually less fact, than a brand new expedition. The fact that, oh, you're confident about going into debt, that makes it right. <laughs> Oh, consumer, con- well, obviously consumerism is built on a scam of debt. Yeah, your confidence is failing you. Oh, my word. It's one big soiree of kabuki theater. Talk about just the snake eating its tail, pretending it's full. That's not just a, a, an old proverb. That's what's happening in America when you're pointing to success when you're losing, for God's sakes. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back. We're going to talk about more local stuff. I heard that J.B. Pritzker doesn't just do yoga when he tries to tie his shoes. He may live a long time. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this.
This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. <laughs> this is the Liberty Hour, fastest hour of the weekend. And Macbeth, you know who I was wish was running for governor? Who? Pritzker's accountant. Ah, That's well, a son of a gun that knows some things, baby. Right. You want to talk about how to get out of this <laughs> oppressive tax system? You give me that son of a gun. Too bad he doesn't have a show for an hour. Tell us all how to avoid these ridiculous taxes his client is going to put on us. Yeah. Because I love when you see this, this jelly belly. At the behest of somebody else. It's not even his own ideology. I don't know which commercial is my favorite. The one where he says he found out that the big secret to success in school is breakfast. Is breakfast. Which just I don't think me, that uh, secret eluded him. My word. That should be a Jimmy Dean commercial rather than a, than a political well, look, campaign. It's J.B. Pritzker talking. So he says, well, breakfast is very important. You look at him, you go, which one, Every Hobbit? time he talks, I get hungry. He's or, the, the world's largest Hobbit. He's I, got... Uh, Love breakfast, it. second breakfast, midsies, whatever. They Bruce get like Wolf nine Herodil. meals. Yeah. yeah. And his big claim to fame for business, because we all know that if an alarm clock went off in his house, he'd have a heart attack, mm. is that 1871 building, which just oh, happens the, to be part of the, uh, the family internet estate. think tank thing. Internet think tank. So how's Sounds this Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds very capitalistic. So when Obama won, mm-hmm. I had an idea to uh, form, to get capitalists together. Right. And I called it the capitalistunion.com. Right? I'm a, I was old at the time. I had just left the Merck. And uh, I was thinking to myself, how do you get this started? So I heard about this 1871 building. So I go down to the building and I'm looking at it. And they, the rent is kind of based on what it should be. And then if you can't pay it, there's a grant you, you apply for right. well, that comes through sort this. Of, yeah. Some one of these things. Yeah. You know, it's a shill, they're all shill tax dodge right. com- companies. It's a way for them to write off what they would yeah. otherwise be paying. Because what he can do is say, I would get this amount of rent for the building, but instead I give away these grants, these pretend grants, where he never right. really gives you a nickel. No, he just doesn't, he just doesn't charge throw you. you out. Right. And you go in this building, and it looks like a Starbucks in Seattle. They're all just kids on skateboards running around. I mean, it's like one big frat house. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's very funky, kind of like a caribou coffee used to be. A la the uh, Google headquarters. Yeah, but this is his big claim to fame of entrepreneurship. The problem is, like I said, I wish one of his accountants were running, because that's how you avoid paying taxes. They seem to know what they're doing. It's fun. You mean I could take the toilets out of my house and my tax bill will go down? I tell you what, my kids are spoiled. They could use a walk across the backyard. I'll take them out tonight. I'd do that, but we only have one, so that'd be sort of you know counterproductive. Please, the whole thing is just, if it wasn't so sad, you'd have to laugh. And our other guy who's going to... I'm laughing anyway. Our other alternative is Rauner, who embraces the agenda of Rahm Emanuel, but says he hates him. Yeah. And it's not just because his pants look like shorts on Rauner. He hates him, supposedly hates him, but not when they were at the wine club. No, not when when, Not when Rahm Emanuel worked for Rauner. Not on the golf course. I mean, my word. Chicago's not that bad, though. I guess it could be worse. It could be worse. We could be in San Francisco. How's that working? Oh, well... You know, you can't have a straw. There's, there's, <laughs> that's the thing. It, it's sort of ironic. There's feces on the uh, sidewalks. You get used to and, it, and uh, they can't figure out how to deal with that. But they're giving away plastic syringes to drug addicts, but they won't let you have a straw in your drink. You well, see that? Uh, if that doesn't sum up Democrat you, you policies, got a, you got a uh, cold coffee beverage in there with a with a plastic straw sticking out of it. Yes, I do. Uh, go to jail, sir. So you are a menace straight. to the environment and your fellow man. I can't get a straw in my iced Trenta coffee. It's true. But I can, if I'm on heroin, I can get a plastic syringe I could throw what, her on the ground. What you could do is, and I'm surprised you don't do this already, get the plastic syringe and then inject yourself with the coffee. Oh, see, that's why you're an executive producer. I just gave you a promotion. Damn straight. Man, oh man, it's that kind of thinking that will never allow you to be a Democrat. <laughs> 
that sort of thing, it'll never, never allow me to uh, uh, climb the corporate Ooh, sculpture. Here. That's why, you know, that's another thing. It's Not, when you go uh, in the cards for me. I guarantee you, in state government, <laughs> Illinois state representatives, in the parking lot, their license plates say Wisconsin, Florida, Tennessee, because they're smart enough to know this is a ship with too many holes in the bottom. I think their license plates say legislator, don't they? They I literally always, have their own license plates. McBath, I, I love it. When the only way to stay in Illinois is as a part-time citizen. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, and we have an announcement. Next month, we're doing podcasts at the Cigar Store, but we'll, we'll have more we'll details fill you next, in next week. week. Bye-bye. I have to go home. 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 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 